To stay in shape, you have to hit the pavement. You have to put in some hard work and sweat along the way. Many of the same principles apply when it comes to money. Let's whip that portfolio into shape. It's time for Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Financially Fit with Kyle and I as we talk investing finance and retirement. And this week on the podcast, how to pick the right advisor is the topic. But before we get into that, let's say hey to Kyle. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? I'm pretty good. Uh, I'd say any news, you know, what's new with me is we found out that uh, we do have a baby boy on the way at the end of March here. Oh, so, nice. You know, child number two is on the way. So we're really excited. Um, we got some time here to, you know, get some stuff ready. So very cool. You know, we all, people think that uh, the second one is like double the work, but most of the time yeah. after the fact, they say it's more like triple the work. <laughs> yeah, we got pretty spoiled with our first one. So they'll be about exactly two years apart. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations. Kudos. That's very awesome. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, and so uh, this is our Thanksgiving edition. So we'll go ahead and say uh, we hope everybody has a happy and safe uh, Thanksgiving holiday, uh, whatever your plans might be. This We're dropping this uh, about a week before Thanksgiving. Actually, I think on the one week right up, right exactly one week before Thanksgiving. So we're going to talk about how to pick the right advisor. Like I said, this go around. A lot of concern, Kyle, goes into trying to pick the proper investments, You know, build a balanced portfolio, get the highest returns we can, so on and so forth. Uh, but you know, how much time have you really put into finding the right advisor to work with you on all of these tasks? You might be surprised, and I know you're not, but a lot of our listeners might be surprised to find out that people just don't often do their due diligence. It's often been said we plan more for a vacation, or at least prior to COVID, we would plan more for vacations than we actually did for retirement. So we want to clear up some of the uh, some of that stuff on this episode and just see if we can clarify a few things. If someone doesn't know, Kyle, exactly what they should be getting from their financial advisor, it's hard for them to know, then again, if the person is doing a good job, right? If you don't know what they should be doing, then how can you assess if it's a good job? Can you give us some context to that, to maybe set some expectations uh, to what kind of service we should be getting overall in general? Yeah, that's a very important question to me because I think, you know, there's always these surveys done. And I, I remember looking at, you know, what makes people, you know, choose an advisor or leave their you know, their current advisor to the new advisor. And I think like at the top of the ranking was like communication, not so much the performance of the investments, but it was, a, you know, just the communication aspect. And um, I think the financial communities, you know, done a pretty bo- you know, poor job. And I guess it's more or less how it's structured. It's more of a corporate culture. You have these big, large retail firms with, you know, hundreds or not even thousands of advisors nationwide. And, you know, us as consumers go to them expecting, Hey, they're bigger, they're better, they can do the most for us, the most service. But really, they're kind of limited, you know, at a certain capacity of what they can and can't do as far as compliance goes. Um, you know, if they're working with so many households, you know, they only have so much time available. You know, is it them themselves doing the investments, making the decisions on a daily basis, or is right. it handed off to another, you know, third party? You know, how much time that they have available? You know, and that's kind of when I first got into the industry. I've always been independent. Um, so, you know, I don't have people walking through my door, you know, <laughs> ready to do business. And that's kind of why I took on the aspect of, you know, teaching my classes. Um, I think it was very important to educate the consumer before they've made any types of decisions, you know, empower you to make decisions to understand one, do you even need an advisor for your circumstances? And then two, you know, how to find that advisor and then what to look for. So we teach that, you know, a little bit in the classes. Um, I'm not saying everybody has to work with me. And I, I know that, but I'm always, uh, you know, upfront about 
uh, you know, try to find someone who's independent, try to find somebody who's going to work in your best interest, not someone else's as, as a fiduciary. Understand what type of services they're going to provide and what they're not going to provide. Do you want a holistic advisor who can kind of look at your whole picture? Or do you want someone who's strictly just going to look at your investments and maybe they have a handful of solutions they can give you? And you just want to make sure you're not jumping into a relationship as the, as the client when your whole relationship is going to be based off investments, which is pretty unpredictable. So that's really as far as, you know, picking that right advisor and trying to find that relationship. One, you have to trust them. <laughs> and two, I think you just need to have a, a communication plan up front, knowing, you know, how often are you going to communicate and then what are the expectations on both sides and then get into that relationship, making sure it's a right fit for both sides. No, I mean, I, I think that's a great point you make. And a lot of times people, we do tend to uh, not really be sure the questions to ask and how to feel about it and what should we do, should be doing. So, And that's one of the reasons we do the podcast as well and one of the reasons you do the educational classes and so on and so forth. So is to provide some extra information on education so people can figure out and try to find the right person. So are there any warning signs, Kyle, that uh, you should definitely be looking for an advisor? Let's just say that you're already working with someone uh, is there anything that we should be on the lookout for that says, you know, maybe this is just not the right place for me to be anymore? I like to pick on the the retail firms a lot. So I compare it to, you know, the Heinz ketchup. You know, you're walking down the aisle and then Heinz ketchup is going to be eye level every time as a consumer, you're going to go there. So it's the same way, you know, when we're finding an advisor to, you know, who's going to handle our, you know, our investments. You know, sometimes you're referred over by a church friend or a family member saying, here's who I've used. But the idea is you don't know what type of services, you know, you're being handled. So I always say, you know, your, your financial plan or your retirement or wherever you're at should be more than you just coming into someone's office, sitting down saying, here's what I've got. You take a risk questionnaire, they collect it. You come back to second meeting and they say, they throw a bunch of stuff at you saying, here's what you want to do. Here's a diversified pie chart. You're good to go. You'll you'll average this. We'll pick these funds. This is what has been the best. So I just, you know, most people don't know what they're actually paying in fees um, and hidden commissions. So I always say, if you don't know that up front and that wasn't disclosed, that should be a major red flag. And then another thing you want to look at is, again, most people that I'm sitting down with are about 50 and, and older. And I always, you know, bring up the fact that if you haven't put a plan together on how you're actually going to start spending this money, even though you might be 10 to 15 years, if they haven't talked about social security, if they haven't talked about doing tax forward planning, maybe doing some Roth conversions, if they're only strictly focused on you keeping your money where it's at, not touching it and letting it grow, you know, I think we're missing the ball, you know, from what that advice, what you're paying them to do, you know, whether they're, they should be giving you advice on your work plan, um, maybe some cash flow planning, depending on what type of licenses they have. So that's always, you know, some a red flag to look for. Okay. All right. So a couple of good things to think about here when we're talking about how to pick the right advisor. Now, there are cases where an advisor has done a great job through the years for their client, because uh, I think most financial advisors want to do a good job for their clients. There's always a few bad apples here and there in any industry. But at some point, maybe their speciality, maybe their thing is no longer a good fit. Typically, we see that often in someone who's more about accumulating wealth, and they're not really so good at the conversion of that wealth or the Social Security aspect and so on and so forth, correct? Correct. You know, most advisors hang their hat on, you know, <laughs> we're pretty good at accumulating your money, you know, over a 10, 20, 30 year, year period, keep saving, 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 don't touch it, markets go up, you know, we'll pick fun funds here and there, diversify. You know, don't sell when the market goes down. I don't think the industry has done a very proper job at like keeping up with change. And I think we're some of the 
philosophies um, are, you know, they're stuck in their old ways. And um, that's just one point where, you know, you got to understand where you're at in your financial planning life. Are you in accumulation, preservation, or distribution? And uh, another thing I always bring up to my clients because they are, you know, 50 and older, most of them around 60, is think about the age of where you're at and think about the age of your advisor. And, you know, what's, you know, if your advisor is the same age as you are, you know, are you, are you going to be put in a boat now when you're 73, five years into retirement, you're going to have to go find a new advisor. I always make it as, a, you know, this is a business decision here for the next 30 years. You want to make sure that that advisor and those philosophies and that plan is going to stay there and be there. That's an interesting point. You hadn't really thought about it from that standpoint. We have seen over the years um, that the financial advisors were typically were are uh, older, and there's, there's been a shift over the last couple of years to more and more younger folks getting into and being in the business. But you also want to have that experience too. So it's finding that right balance that works well for you uh, in the time of life that you're in. So yeah, I do know. Like the, I think the average advisor age is like over sixty. Yeah, I think so. And, yeah. Um, that's just something to keep in mind. Like some of them, some of them have done a really good job at, a, at a, adapting, but some of them are just, you know, they've been stuck in their old ways where, Hey, we're going to, we're going to be like this. We're going to diversify. You're going to have the 60, 40, we're going to pull out four to 5% and it'll be just fine. Right. Traditional. But you know, stuff, that yeah. maybe in the eighties, nineties and early two thousands, that was, that worked. That's a good um, point. Yeah. But we're, you know, we're just, in, we've never been here before where we're at. Okay. All right. So moving right along here. And again, if you've got questions, folks, anytime throughout this, if you're not already working with Kyle or you know someone who might need a little bit of help or some advice, have them uh, give Kyle a call at 913-257-3991. Just jot that down and share it with them. 913-257-3991. Or have them check out the podcast. Most smartphones nowadays already have podcasting apps built in. If you're an Apple user, for example, Apple Podcasts is already on your phone. You could simply just open that up and in the search box, type in financially fit and you will see the uh, podcast pop up. You can hit the heart button, I believe, to subscribe to it, and that will get you new episodes as they come out and all that good jazz, and you can share that with folks as well. All right, so moving right along, as I mentioned um, before, when looking for a new advisor, are some things that can go wrong when we do tend to stick with maybe someone who is set in their ways or uh, has, you know, maybe just doesn't have the right mindset for what we need? Again, maybe it's Social Security. Maybe they're not. that's not something they're very good at or whatever the case is. What are some things that you've seen? I tell my prospective clients, clients, people that are in my classes, if you always hear someone say, always do this, turn and run the other way. Right. right. <laughs> There's not an always in the financial planning industry. You shouldn't always do this. Hey, we always, always do stock market, always do dividend stocks, always only use annuities, always take social security early, always delay social security. Always fund your IRAs and 401ks. Um, we want to you know, kind of just stay away from, you know, sticking to that, you know, one way of doing something. And I think that imagine myself, you know, saving money for 30, 40 years for someday I get to spend that money. I would want to look at it as where I'm, you know, custom building a house where I get to pick and choose and make sure it's best for what we want versus saying, here's what the way we do it. And this is the way we do it for everybody. It's kind of like a model home type of deal. And I think that's what most people are going to want when they're picking an advisor, especially in today's world. Okay. All right. So a lot of good information here, again, as we're talking about how to pick the right advisor and uh, having some questions and some things to think about when we're trying to make these decisions. I guess we'll just kind of go with the final bit here, Kyle, is how can someone determine the prospective advisor that they're interviewing 
has a philosophy and approach that's good for them. I think we've given a few ideas, but is there any kind of, I don't know, a couple of truisms that you've come across that might be good questions for people to use or just is it all about the warm fuzzies? If you get a good feeling and they, they check off the boxes for credentials, is that sometimes enough? Yeah, I would say it's typically off you know the feeling, the trust, and then understanding the investment philosophy approach. Sometimes it's about fees, sometimes it's not, um, but it's really just finding that right fit. And what we found is, you know, we're pretty picky on who I would work with because I'm, I'm truly looking for that right fit because this is a long-term relationship. Where I mean, when, when I say long-term, I mean lifelong. And then I'm going to be hopefully, you know, helping the kids and the grandkids someday on this proper planning. So I would say, yes, it's about the trust, but you need to understand the philosophy of, you know, you know, what's the value of that advisors are going to bring to your situation. All right, folks. Well, again, if you've got questions or concerns, you need some help, reach out to Kyle, bounce some ideas off of him, uh, share some thoughts with him, uh, get a little bit of input on your own specific situation. Check him out online at mocanfinancial.com. That's mocanfinancial.com or just call him at 913-257-3991. As I mentioned earlier, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Financially Fit, you can find it on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, so on and so forth and also share that with folks who you think might benefit the message as well. And that's going to do it this week for us. So we hope everybody has a lovely holiday. This is our Thanksgiving edition. So everybody stay safe and sane. Kyle, congratulations again. I hope you and yours have a great holiday. Thank you. We'll see you next time right here on Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith of Mocan Financial. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., RWA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Mocan Financial and RWA are not affiliated. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. This information is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Please note that Mocan Financial and its affiliates do not give legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your tax advisor or attorney.